against our inclination. Let ourselves in for it. Time is brought to you by Q Sports International. More choices for all players. Q Sports International is 100% pool. Amateurs can play in the non-handicapped BCAPL or handicapped USAPL sanctioned leagues. No need to win a local tournament. Just qualify with enough weeks to be eligible to play in the Nationals held in Las Vegas. For all levels of competition, CSI has you covered. They provide tournaments with the best players in the world. You can challenge the top players at the annual Jay Swanson Memorial Tournament held in L.A., the U.S. Bar Table Championships in Reno. You can find more information on their website, www.playcsipool.com. That's www.playcsipool.com. This is Daryl Smith from Pool Time. Where do I go for quality billiard products and accessories? Arch Billiards, family owned and operated for over 40 years. From billiards to darts to gaming to home furnishing, Arch has you covered. Located at 17801 East 39th Street, Independence, Missouri, Art is your one-stop shop for all your pool needs. Give them a call at 816-478-7474 or better yet, stop by and say hi to John, Cheryl, Kim, or David. Are you looking for something to do? Then get in the hottest game in town and join the Northland APA Pool League. That's right, pool. Eight ball, nine ball, doubles, corporate, and masters divisions. Find out what nearly 1,000 others in Northland already know. An APA Pool League is a great way to get out of the house, have fun, meet people, and of course, play pool. The best part about it is you don't have to be a pool shark to enjoy the game. Players of any playing ability want it, especially beginners. Give Greg a call at 816-214-5037. That's 816-214-5037. Or visit NorthlandAPA.com today for more information. You are listening to Pool Time. Looks like it's getting ready to rain out there. They got the tinted windows, you can't tell. All right, we're going. We're live. All right, we're here. Side pockets. Blue Springs. All right. I talked a little bit about what we're going to do this week, last week. Um, Todd wasn't here. He was busy. I'm not sure. What were you doing last week? I was mending fences. (laughs) (laughs) Take that as you want. (laughs) That's politically correct. So this will be our our last show that will be disorganized, I promise. (laughs) You know, I listened to the show last week, and I was trying to do it myself, you know. Uh And uh, I realized why I have to have a (laughs) co-host. Um, I have to thank, and I'll say, um, when I'm thanking. I remember this when we did the radio show that I had to do it the one time by myself, and yeah. man, it was just me talking constantly, and I did not like it. I hear these sports guys, and they do their, the show by themselves, right. and it's impressive. Because I'm sitting there, and when I'm trying to think, like if you're talking to a co-host, you know, you got time to go back and thank your thoughts, and then, you know, communicate them. But when you're yourself and you try to go back and think, it's like um, you're having um, to you're having to fill um, the mic time and do some thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tricky little endeavor. And I was running close to the deadline that I need to get the t- get the show to Mr. Bond, so uh, I wasn't able to go in and edit it on my own. Yeah, so I apologize yeah. for um on my ohms last week, but uh, it's all about fun. It's all about trying to promote the game. Exactly. And so I'm thinking outside the box here a little bit. And so what we're doing is uh, we talked to uh, Bill Fickle. We're going to actually interview him today a little bit talking about owning the place and, and especially an owner that promotes the game yep. and he's he's the owner here at side pockets in blue springs real nice guy and he's doing a great job with promoting some tournaments he's got new weeklies going on here they've got big tables to play on plus a bunch of valleys it's a it's a great place to come play yeah and like i said it's it's, it's one of the few places um in the Kansas City area that has enough big tables to run some events yes um really what has it got shooters Maybe the side pockets on Nexa. Maybe they have six tables over there, big tables, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. 
and this place is really the only place that uh, they have six gold crowns. That's that's about all shape. I can think of too. Yeah, you know, it used to you know you just don't have that ability to get to the big tables. Now a couple of side pockets, uh, like up north, um, they have a diamond table, right. a couple diamond tables, and then uh, the Lee Summit location has a, a diamond and a gold crown. Yeah, but nothing like you said where they can run a tournament. They've got six big tables here. They're right as you come into the door. Um, good old. Well, and, and they've had some good events here already. They've done some stuff with uh, uh, the Battle of the Bar Table. They had a couple of events here. Right. Um, I think we both played in the one-pocket division. They ran the one-pocket off the big tables, mm-hmm. and that was yep. a good time. Yeah, and I know why I don't play one-pocket. Yeah, well, that was me too, but the entry fee kind of coaxed us in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking to our buddy Chuck here a while ago. You know, we were just talking about golf, and, and I just don't have the energy to learn a new game. Yep. And uh, one pocket, though, I'll, I'll get it as I get a little older. I'll play a little more of it. It is a patience game, and but man, the, the the number of shots you have to know that are specific to that game. Well, I know if I move everything up table, I can last a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, so that's my uh, my one pocket advice: just move everything up table and try to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> try to try to drive the tournament directors crazy having an hour long games. Oh. Uh, but we're you know so. Anyway, we're, we're going to start doing our show. I call it live, but it's recorded. But it'll be pre- be played on AmericanBeardRadio.com. Obviously, you're listening to it. And uh, um, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. But we're going to do the show live here at the Side Pockets around noon every yeah. Monday in Blue Springs. And then we'll add to the show and you know interviews and stuff like that. But we're, right. we're going to try to promote the game with our with this show and the podcast. Uh, in the Kansas City area. Right. Uh, so one of the big promotions that we've got coming up next weekend, or this weekend actually, I apologize, right. is we're going to do at another side pockets location that uh, James Doran owns, Duff. Um, up north, we're going to be doing a, a tournament in, uh, that's going to coincide with fight night that the Ray Hansen Big Truck is uh, doing. And I talked to Big Truck, he's cool on board with this. We're going to actually stream uh, the Jesse Bowman Skylar Woodward match. Uh, on the big screen. I hope this comes off without a hitch. That's that's going to be a great matchup. I hope it comes off, period. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse's had a little history of... of, uh, He has other priorities sometimes. Right, Um, right. But I'm I'm pulling for you, Jesse, even... uh, I think this is going to be a great match against one of the young guns, Skylar Woodward. I mean, and Jesse's definitely a seasoned seasoned veteran on a bar box. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, Skylar's playing all the time, and he's matching up, and and he's not matching up He's matching up. Big time. Yeah, yes. he's not matching up yep. just to, you know, he's matched up with top players, you right. know. So the the line, I think, is actually most people favor, is favoring Skyler in this well, matchup. He's, like you said, he's playing all the time. You right. know, and Jesse Jesse's kind of an unknown entity. We don't know how much he's playing, you know, no, don't know how much he's playing against good competition. Well, here, here's the thing about it. This is where I think it came up born from. So I'm just taking pure speculation here, but I'm, I almost guarantee this is what it's from. They played and uh, they had the two thousand dollar entry tournament in Poplar Bluff right. about two months ago, and it, Jesse came in and he was in the tournament and Skyler knocked him out on the loser side. Okay, and I don't remember what the score was, but but I'm almost sure that this is going to be you know the result of that okay of that tournament match, and uh, so I'm I'm hoping that Jesse is going to be motivated. To, to, to play some and, and, right. and be ready to play. And uh, it's going to be kind of cool because you do not see a winner breaks a bar table nine ball format much anymore. Ooh. And um, it's the racing to 100 total, but it's yes. the racing to 50 each night, so 
50 to 50 yeah, on Friday first night. first person to get to 50, we'll go to, then they'll go to the next day and then they'll finish it off. Right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to scream it, uh, scream it, scream <laughs> it on this. The, they have a, oh man, it's probably the, what? I, oh, the giant screen oh, there? Yeah, at, at the right one in the middle there, huge. Yeah, yeah. The size of their whole wall on the back and they yeah. got the upstairs. And we're also going to uh, run some tournaments with it. We're going to do a little eight ball tournament on Friday night. Um, it's a $10 entry fee. Uh, Side Pockets is going to add $5 to every player that plays. We're also going to do a little player participation right at 7 o'clock. And uh, then on uh, Saturday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to do a nine ball. Um, short races. Uh, eight balls are going to be race to three. Nine balls are race to four. Right. It may change depending on the players. We may shorten the race on the yeah. on the backside if we get a bunch of players in the eight ball. But I'm not going to turn anybody away that wants to play. Oh, exactly. You know, um, we'll just figure out as it comes. But then we're also going to show the stream, which ought to be fun. Oh, that's going to be. A and blast. I do have a sweat bet on Jesse. I'm going old school. Really? Even though. Yeah. You know, thinking about it, you know. See, Chuck. See you, Chuck. Like I said, we're live, baby. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, conventional wisdom right now, I think the I've talked to five or six people that are all wanting to bet on Skyler. Right. And so I got my little sweat bet with, you know, yep. with Doug Patrick or Patrick Hughes. Right. You know, he thinks he's stealing, but I think Jesse, <laughs> uh, he catches that gear. Skyler might be in a rude, awake, oh. rude awakening on that bar table. It's, I mean, wasn't wasn't uh, Jesse, they were proclaiming him the new king of the bar boxes here a few mm-hmm. years back when he was oh, yeah. playing. And I, I remember I got to see him and Dave match up a couple times in the Midwest and just tremendous. Yeah, I, I, I still like Dave's game in oh. the long run against Jesse. Oh, yeah. But because I mean, he, does the, he does the little things a lot, little bit better than Jesse, but Jesse's got such a high gear. He's fun was, to watch. It was, and it was neat to see what they were declaring the new king of the bar box and the old king of the bar box go at it. And it was, it was I think they went one and one. I think Jesse well, put him was, to the loser's side, and then uh, Dave came back and put him out on the losers. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. they played several times yeah. there. I mean, they're in the 90s and early 2000s, Dave's won like the Shooters Tournament, must have won it oh, yeah. seven or eight times in a row. <laughs> and then Jesse there got to where he was winning three or four times in a row. Yep. And, you know, it's just amazing how that, you know, people have those certain times in their lives. But you're right. on the best pool. <laughs> I think I think Jesse can get right back in that groove and realize, hey, this is bar box nine ball. And these guys are going to put five and six packs on each other this, this, frequently, I'm thinking. Oh, well, they're, they're going to do, it's a little interesting. I have not heard who the, the, the racker is going to be, but they're going to have a neutral racker. I like that. Yeah, so they're not doing the, they're not going to do the, the uh, magic rack Magic rack, yeah. Um, so it'll be fun to see what they how that works out and, and kind of see how many packages are put together and there'll be some right oh I mean I believe it's uh, I was and that's that's con- that was my conservative estimate it was five or six yeah you know? yeah I mean you know they might break around the setup <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) But anyway, so if you're here in Kansas City, come by. You can watch the stream. If not, you know, just buy the stream. It's cheap. I think it's uh, like $19.95 for both days. Yep, for the whole weekend. So, uh, but come by, support it. And uh, like I said, this is the kind of things that we're going to start doing with our with our show. It ought to be a good time to get out and play some pool and watch some good pool on Friday night. Yeah, it'll be fun. Come on out and play here if you're around. Um, See what else we got going on. Okay, let's do. Let's uh, take a little break. Uh, when we come back from break, we'll have uh, Bill Fickle, the owner of uh, Side Pockets Blue Spring. Interested in getting a custom queue? Talk to Terry Roach of Roach Custom Cues. Terry is a local Kansas City area queue maker that provides custom cues along with repairs. This is Daryl from Pool Time, and I play with the Terry Roach Custom Queue. They hit great and even look better. 
For more info or to contact Terry about a cure repair, visit his website at www.roachcustomcues.com. Do you find the latest local and national tournament information and results? Pool4u.com, of course. That's www.pool, the number four, the letter u.com. Sure. <laughs> so we're here, we're here with uh, Bill Fickle. He's the uh, owner of uh, Side Pockets Blue Springs. What's going on, Bill? How you doing? Doing great. How are you guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. So now, how long have you been? Uh, how long have you owned this establishment? Or? We have been here almost nine years. October of two thousand and five. Okay. And now, how did you decide to get into the? Uh, pool room owning business <laughs> what made you decide this crazy yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely actually um you know i was in college i was in the the hospitality industry mm-hmm. uh and uh but then after that i i just i'm an entrepreneur okay. and so that was a lot of it and at the time uh, i was out in denver i owned a little photography company out there and it just so happened that my former business partner who's still a really good friend of mine paul hawkins uh came up with uh you know, he, he kind of mentioned to me, you know, hey, you know, we should look at side pockets. And Hawkins probably sounds familiar to yeah, you because Rich. Rich, yeah. Yeah. Rich is yeah. his uncle. Yeah. And it was really just kind of one of those things where um, we had the in from knowing about it that way. Um, you know, Rich didn't recruit us or anything else like that. But we just said, you know, hey, you know, side pockets. My uncle Rich, you know, started the franchise, and we said, well, okay. And I hadn't been back, lived back in Kansas City for about 10, 12 years, and um, he started doing a little bit of the market research out here. I came back, we started looking around at uh, places, and uh, came out here to East Jackson County, and I'm a North of the River boy. Mm-hmm. I grew up North of the River, and I uh, couldn't believe all the houses and the building going out here in Blue Springs, and we thought this would be a great spot for it, and... We were very green at the time, but uh, we had a great staff around us and a great business plan with Side Pockets and opened it up, and nine years later, here we are. Cool. Now, I know Side Pockets, um, if you're not from around here, I mean, not, a lot of people may not be familiar with them, but the one thing that they've done real well is they, when they started it, they have kind of a kind of a set way or, like I said, a business plan of how they're going to design it. Uh-huh. So somebody that's coming in, you know, you come in there, you know, a lot of the side pockets will look fairly similar. Yes. You know, but they have, you know, one thing I like about it, they have really good food. Yes. And, you know, it's kind of a pool deal. Now, you got different people that own different side pockets, is obviously, because it's a franchise. Uh-huh. The one thing I like about what, what you guys do down here is there, there's some places that, that, well, owners will own, have a pool room or, or have pools their main thing, but they're not necessarily guided by pools so much mm-hmm. you know but whereas um one thing you guys do you do give back to the game itself which i think is important absolutely um, absolutely even, even on a you know you see a little bit and this is kind of getting and we get away a lot so <laughs> bear yeah, with yeah. us here we'll go on tangents um but in the industry itself you know we look at pool players and then we don't have a pro tour right now uh-huh. all right and the industry doesn't really support pool but it's kind of a two-edged sword because if you had a, a, a good pro tour, then which the industry supported, then you would bring more players into it, and then that would help the industry itself. Uh-huh. It's, kind of like it's circular. Exactly. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Just Absolutely. Like, just being an entrepreneur, you'll, you'd see that. And so there has to be some reinvestment into that, and you don't see that a lot. So that's why I appreciate when room owners actually, you know, they, they say, hey, you know, I've been in places where, well, we don't want pool players. Well, you got pool oh. tables. Yeah. yeah, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, you you need to know uh, oh, how your bread is buttered, as right. they say. Right. You know, And the thing is, is that it's such a great, loyal uh, community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, one thing that we um, have really strived to do is 
table upkeep. Uh, obviously, we run a lot of leagues out of here. Uh, try to keep the tournament play really, really good, and it's and it's it's been uh, it's paid off for us quite a bit. Good. Good. In in terms of having a really strong community in the Kansas City area, uh, the Jackson County area, and uh, a loyal community. Well, it's and it's one of those things too where if you do keep up your equipment. People, that's where they want to go play. They don't want to go play somewhere where they don't know what the equipment's going to be like. Absolutely. You have a lot of these uh, traveling leagues where they'll they'll go play different places. Yes. That, but their home bar is here, and they they'll have a place like this side pockets where you definitely take care of your equipment. And they're like, wow, I'd rather play here so much because you just get you don't. It's an unknown entity. What's going to happen? Where are we going to show up? You know, or is anything going to play well? No, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, your equipment upkeep, and it's amazing. People don't think about that. You know, you get into running a business, and you think about all the intangibles, the the bills you got to pay, the electricity, the this, that, the other thing, and then all of a sudden, you forget about the most important things the about refelting your pool tables, right. leveling your pool tables, right. making sure that. Uh, you know, you have enough nice house cues in your building, yeah. of all things, just for your recreational players. Exactly. I mean, all of these things, but you, you can forget about that because you are you get over, kind of overwhelmed. Well, you, get, you get bottom line. Yeah, bottom yeah. Line. You get yeah. bottom lined out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the end of but the, like you said, at the end of the day, uh, you know, and we have such a great staff here. Uh, we have some great guys who, uh, you know, help keep our costs down because they do a lot of the work on the, our pool tables themselves. Right. And plus, they play in all of our leagues, so they take a lot of ownership in it, which is nice. And you can name names. Yeah, I mean, John Boster. I know, I mean, no, I mean, people. John Boster, you can't name his name. That's right, yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, people like John Boster, Justin Nichols, Jay Hartley, these guys uh, have been invaluable to me. Those guys run the the pool tournaments here, and they do a Friday night pool tournament. I believe it's on the second Friday of the month. Yes, uh, it's it's either the second or the third. This this, uh, month, it's the third, it's on June 20th. Yeah. Um, It just kind of depending on. On what else has fallen in the city right. at the time, and that's a good term. I mean, for it value is. because of what, and you don't see this in a lot of pool tournaments anymore. Um, what they do on this tournament here, it's a ten dollar entry, uh, and they match. They add three hundred dollars to the know, pot, thirty two right players. The yes, and they do a five dollar green fee, but they open the tables up with the green fee. Right. So if you have thirty two players, you just do the math. That's one hundred sixty dollars. So you're basically, spend, you're going to spend more than five on your well, quarters sure, sure. The tournament. But anyway. it's it's a it's a hundred and forty dollar added tournament. 100% payback is right. another way you can look at it. That's correct. And so as a player, when you look at tournaments per value, right. it's one of the best values as and far as And they do a Calcutta tournament. before the tournament Absolutely. starts. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 and uh, Daryl is our yes. uh, auction master. Yes. Yes. And uh, if you've ever heard heard yeah. him in action, uh, yeah. he is definitely the man with the skills. But yeah. they do they do a good job here. I know I showed up for the Battle of the Bar Tables, and they had some uh, issues. And so John and Justin stepped in and ran that tournament. Uh, no, I think it's safe to say they saved our butt on that tournament. Yeah. They did a hell of a job. And, and, uh, and next year, knowing the things we know, we are completely running our own tournament because we're going to have that tournament again, but we're going to be adding about 2500 again for next yeah, year. And having those guys there to run it. Oh, yeah. Because it did come off without a hitch. Those guys, it was just kind of thrown to them. Hey, can you, like you said, can right. you save well, us? you got to give kudos to Bill for, oh, for hanging definitely. in there. Yes, he yeah. If you've got, yeah. and I'm not, you know, you name the, name the, name the tournament, but but you know, if you've got a tournament director that just kind of takes off, right, right in the middle of the, you know, and and, and the, the turnout wasn't probably what you hopefully expected, right, right. but still added the money. Oh, but that's had, kudos for. We, we well, you did, a lot of top absolutely. Here. Oh, yeah. And we, and we and we did, and you know, and the great thing is, is a lot of those players, honestly, um, when they heard John and John John and Justin were running it, it brought them in, and they said, you know what, if we would have known this 
two months earlier. We'd already been here. And they yeah. they were kind of doing a test run here. They kind of yeah. said, okay, we want to see what this place is like. Right. And uh, we're really excited, you know, when you have, um, you know, some of the great players oh, in yeah. the region coming around. That I, I think next year it's going to be oh, it was a lot of really, really yeah, exciting. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. And that, that word's going to get out because those guys are going to tell other people, hey, yeah, that is a good place to go play. And I think there was another big tournament that weekend on the other side of the state. Yes, there was. Why we didn't draw right. some of the St. Louis players. Right. Which, you know, Here, here's, a, here's the thing, too, with it. On those tournaments like that, now if you go to, like, Olathe's having their big tournament at the end of this month, mm-hmm. right? All right? And they always have probably the best turnout as far as, you know, bar table tournaments in the country. On You know, every they get 100-plus in the open every, every time. Right. And they usually get 20 to 20, 30 women in their tournament. Um, but the reason they do it, and it's just what Bill kind of alluded to, is they've had this tournament. People know when they go there, yeah. it's going to be well run by Evelyn. Right. Yes. It's also going to be, you know, they know when they get there, it's going to have a tournament. Right. The added money is going to be there. All that stuff, and that's how you build those up. Right. You know, so what you did last year, this year, and what you do next year builds upon that. Right. You know, and you, you just people, you, know, you oh. get more out of town people coming in. We had oh, a blast. Yeah. We had a blast. We opened up one of the tables. We were doing little uh, little challenge tables over there, and some of the bigger names were coming over playing, and and that was just totally just getting on everybody as they were shooting and teasing and joking. And Absolutely, having a good time, and it was so much fun. Well, you know, if the play, you know, if the people that own rooms, and even if they just have tables in our establishment, you know, if you can, you know, we talked a little bit about this, where you can just promote the game a little bit, right? Bring in new players, and that helps the industry, everybody overall. And you know, it's nice, you know, in our Friday night tournaments that we do. I mean, you know, that the twenty five hundred dollar added that we do, that we're going to do that once a year tournament. You know, the Friday night tournaments. What's nice a tournament compared to that is we have a lot of our local players, just some of our lo- local league players. Right. It, it, they don't have to have as big of expenditure to play. Sometimes some of these better players right. who are in the region, but they don't feel like, well, you know, I just forked out forty five bucks to yeah. pretty much know I was going to get my clock cleaned. Right. Instead, you got to play these guys. Um, in a tournament where you still can have a nice little payback, right. but your output isn't is as much. You get to be a better player yourself by doing it, mm-hmm. and that slowly builds upon itself. Exactly. You know, and then they they kind of start into the tournament circuit a little bit to go. All right, I can I can play in a tournament, yep. but I'm not scared to they get see, into one. They see a couple of your guys here that play that play in the local area here. I know, like uh, Daniel and Force play in this. Oh yeah. And things. And, oh yeah. You know, and yeah. so the the players that play against them on a weekly basis. You know, they'll start talking to them, saying, "Hey, you know, I, I shoot pretty good. I'm getting pretty good to where I can play with those." You know, and then they'll want to get into the tournament right. and it just builds. Yeah, and, and that is, it's get out and play who you can play. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, people ask me like, "What's what's the best way to get my game better?" And I say, right. "Play better players." Absolutely. Right. You know, just one one quick way is if you're around better players, you're just going to kind of osmosis may not be the right term, just, you know, <laughs> but but you're just going to kind of learn about being around them. You know, playing against them, watching what they do, how they act. Some of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, and just being around yeah. it. Um, now, Bill, how many how many tables do you have here? Uh, we have we have eight of the gold crown, so eight of the big tables. We have twenty of the bar boxes, and then we have one snooker table. Cool. Awesome. Have you guys ever get like a golf game going on? Absolutely. Like, so when's your, when's and, your golf game here? Uh, in fact, uh, well, on Tuesdays, uh, we there's uh, they actually they came in last week. These guys came in and they have a standing reservation every Tuesday that go. they're going to be uh, playing golf every Tuesday night. And then Sunday, there's usually a game going pretty much throughout the day. Okay. So, uh, but if you want to come up and play golf on um, on the snooker table, we'd love to have you. That's, That's a wild. it's a it's it's a great table. I, I got to credit, you know, uh, Mike Banks. He had mm-hmm. it for the longest time, right. and um, uh, you know, I uh, I bought it from him, and uh, we put some rehab into it. 
and uh, so it actually, it rolls straight now. It rolls straight. <laughs> it does roll straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it rolls straight. And um, sorry, Mike. That's a, no, no, no. That's a five by ten snooker that you. Yes, have. it's a five by ten. It's an old, it's an old Brunswick. It it's an like. old Brunswick, and it and I and I love looking at it because it's it's when it has the Brunswick Colander Company. Yeah. Which yeah. they stopped after about 1925. Right. So you know how old that table yeah. is, and I just yeah. I love to think about it and wonder what the history is behind oh, yeah. that who's table. Play, who's played? Who's on that been table? on that table in Kansas City in the last hundred years? Yeah. yeah. That you is. Know? We talked about it on one of our shows, our first show. We said uh, I rebrought back the an interview I did with Don Brink uh-huh. about the history of Big Bertha. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big Bertha's the same. Out at Raytown Rec. Yeah, where I mean, Al, uh, Moscone played how many games on that and this and that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Hobby, Hobby actually played on because they put yeah. billiard reels in it. Right. right. You know, yeah. It right. It was cool. It was a cool interview. Absolutely. Uh, now, uh, if somebody's out this way, where to, what kind of leagues are you running now? Okay, we are running. Well, right now we have about three three different types of uh, pool leagues going. We have, of course, APA. Uh, and that runs. We have an in-house league Wednesday, Thursday, and then a traveling on Tuesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, BCA, which we have our Sunday BCA, and then there's a Monday Scratch League, which has become a really fun league okay, that gets going. Where it's uh, there's no handicap; you just come up and play with the with the big boys. Is, there, is that nice. sanctioned by anybody, or is that just uh, yeah, that is the sanctioned okay, league? The, yes, okay. and, yeah. Our Sunday league is a non-sanctioned BCA okay, league, okay. but it is still 100% payback. Got it. The Monday league. Is deals with National BCA. You can go to okay. Vegas and okay. have right. all that good time. Uh, we also have three and two. Okay. So we uh, right now we just do a few three and two traveling, and then NAPA is trying to come into yeah, Kansas Chris, City Chris a little bit. Off, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. So uh, he's trying to get going out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a lot of action in there yet, but we'd love to. We'd yeah. love to have him. Well, sure. So, uh, but those are uh, those are our big leagues we, cool. have, we, have, we have going. And you know, last week we just had the. Uh, APA City Tournament, yeah, right. and that was uh, that was a lot of fun. It, it was, was always fun. I actually come up and watch the, the good to watch good to see uh, people like John Jones run the <laughs> run the run the uh, run the floor on everybody. <laughs> and, we, and we will be trying to get some uh, get some things going up here in the afternoon. If you want to come up when we do our podcast here on Monday afternoons, um, definitely we'll get something going. Oh yeah, we're going to do some thinking yeah. outside the box, and we'll. Uh, do some stuff, try to promote the game in the Kansas City area. Exactly. Well, we sure are excited to have you, you know, guys. It's going to be a Thank lot you fun. guys so much. Well, we appreciate what you do for pool. Like I said, this is I've had so much fun up here. Absolutely. Uh, definitely be able to come up here and play in a tournament. And what will happen to me is a lot of times if I uh, if I get put out early, which doesn't happen often, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, I end up, we'll grab buddies and we go over to the big table and we'll get ring games and we get oh, yeah. uh, King of the Hill games going on that big table and just so much fun for the rest of the well, night. Well, yeah, you can't, I'll tell you yeah. what, you cannot live life without playing pool with chainsaw. You cannot you cannot live life without chainsaw. That some, is for true. I got some good Jimmy Russell stories. So I won't, I won't oh get, my gosh! Get him on here. Boy, that, you, you've got to get oh, him on Jimmy's here. Awesome. Oh, you've got to get I'll him on you, here. I'll give you a quick Jimmy Russell story. You'll love this. <laughs> We're at a, they used to have great tournaments up at uh, uh, up north. Uh, Terry Keating. Uh-huh. They used to manage Brass when I first opened. They had those okay. tournaments up at uh, Northside Lounge, which was called. And so here's shoes, right? And at the time, Jimmy was. Out living out in Vegas for a while and came back. And so Terry's having a Calcutta, so he's talking, you know, he's talking Jimmy up like he's this world champion, and, and they, he called him Shoes from Vegas. He's a road player, and so these two guys who are drunk at the bar get a bidding war and pay like $150 for Jimmy Russell. And Jimmy's actually gotten, I think he won that tournament one time, you know, so I give him. Jimmy's capable of playing good, right? But he didn't this time. But well, it was just funny because he went for all this money to Cal Cuddy, and these guys thought they were buying a world champion road player. And that is shoes. awesome, and I will guarantee you. I will, and I will guarantee you, he convinced them all the way along oh. the way. Oh, 
I mean, uh, th- there there is nobody who can talk a game like Jimmy Russell. Oh, he's, he's, he's fun. <laughs> he's and when I when I was hung around him quite a bit, he didn't drink. Right now, he's a raging alcoholic. So now, <laughs> now, now, now he's really he's really so on, he's a uh, lot quieter. Oh my god! Oh yeah, he's very shy and retired. What you need to do is just come in on a Friday night and and watch the banter between he and Forrest. Oh, and uh, it's it, it, it that's almost you can almost pay money maybe to see I'll, that. Uh, maybe I'll get some video on him, you know, without you them go. going and uh, nice. watch a little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get an appreciation for the the professional poker player, jeweler, absolutely AKA player, aka shoes, uh, <laughs> shoes, <laughs> shoes. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to ask him about that. Yeah, ask him about the story about the cut cut. He'll get a kick out of that. I will. I will. Well, appreciate your time. Thank you guys so very very much. And we'll look forward to being out here on every Mondays and uh, let us know if there's fun. anything you get going you want us to promote. Yes, yeah. we're happy to do it. We'll Glad do. To be here. Cool. We'll do. Thank right, you, guys. guys. Yep. Thanks for being here. All right, we're back here. This is Daryl and Todd from Pool Time. That was a great interview with Bill. Oh yeah, and I, like I said, I can't say enough about his place here. What he's got to offer. Um, the the snooker table is tremendous. That is really neat. The the six or the eight uh, gold crowns he talked about, and then all the valleys. This this yeah, is a nice it's place a good, to play. Yeah, it's good. And like I said, we're gonna you know when I was looking for a place to kind of do our show. You know, he, he's one of the first places I looked at because of the access of, you know, the different equipment. Right. Because, you know, we talked about we're doing our deal this weekend at Side Pockets up north. Yep. Um, you know, I want to be able to do some other things like on the big table, some tournaments. Right. You know, so I've got some ideas for that and some promotional stuff that we're going to do for the show. Right. Um, you can join us out here at Side Pockets and Blue Springs every Monday around noon. Except for next Monday. Well, next Monday, Todd's not going to be <laughs> yeah. here. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get a guest host. There we go. To come out so uh, we can do that and have I some fun. I would still be here. That'd be great. Yeah, That'd so be great. we're going we're gonna, to, like I said, uh, bear with us. We're still, you know, I know we're a month into this, and but we're, uh, we're... We're still teething, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're still teething a little bit on how we want to do this podcast or this show. Um, but I like the potential of the things that we can actually do to help promote the game. Right. You know, besides just talking on a, on a, about it... You know, we're going to try to get interactive. And another thing that we're going to start doing also is if we start getting people coming up and doing, I'm going to start doing some giveaways. Right. So I've got some, <laughs> I got some t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, we got a few. <laughs> got some t-shirts left yeah. from the old radio show. Right. So I'll be giving those away until I get rid of them. And we'll try and get some games going and something fun to do, you know, as we're playing here. Because like I said, we're not going to come out here and not play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you know what's nice about it is Bill and... Uh, and Sky and them, they're going to sponsor me to where I can come out and play. That's awesome. So during the week, I'm going to actually be out here. So if you want to stop by and talk to me and, you know. Um, talk to Daryl about getting some lessons, yeah, too. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm doing getting more serious about that. Um, but I'm going to come out and practice for about an hour or two every day. Cool. Um, kind of depends on what I, I want to cover because I'm going to do deliberate practice. Yeah. If you take lessons from me, you'll, you'll hear that term quite a right. bit. Right. Um, but just drop by, say hi. Um, of course, Todd and I, we play tournaments all over the city during the week. Now, in the summer, we, I, don't, I don't play quite as much as with Todd. Yeah. We kind of get outside and do some things. But, uh, but and it's it actually... Is, it started to get a little humid out, and the balls are sticking, and you see a lot more people with the gloves and everything. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, you know, luckily, I, I, I don't know if luckily or not, I, I, I do use a little powder during the summer. Yeah. You know, but luckily my hands don't sweat a ton, so I, I haven't had to go the glove, the right. glove route. But, you know... There's a lot of good players. Shane Van Boning. Yeah. Yep. You know, well, I noticed it. We went and played. Uh, I went and played Sticks and Stones Saturday. I love the tight pockets up there. Sandy runs a good tournament. Um, great players we had up there. We only had, I think, we had about 16, 16 to eighteen players. But man, there were some really good shots in the group. And I, I noticed when I first got there, it was very humid. I couldn't get the cue to glide 
and I washed my hands a couple times, cleaned the shaft, and it just, but as soon as the air kicked on, we were fine, but it, it took a while for the room. It was definitely humid. <laughs> well, you know, another thing, too, is we're very dynamic on this show. Right. So we're willing to try kind of anything as long as it's legal. Yep. Uh, well, it's legal in Missouri, um, which covers a lot. Uh, but so if you have any suggestions, you know, you can give us a message on our Facebook page, right? Full time radio show. Give us a like on it, right? Um, you know, help support the game a little bit. And um, I just, I was going to mention to you, I had just purchased a new little pool item. Have you seen the uh, Easy Jumper? Is that the one that Don Crump developed? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah Don, Don yeah. showed it to me. Yeah, yeah. I got a kick out of Don though because this is going to sound terrible, so I apologize. <laughs> but he'll get that. He'll be on a tournament, get that Easy Jumper out, and he'll. Flout, foul. No, no. <laughs> Donnie. I told him, I said, maybe I'll call it R-Jumper. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Todd. It is I, a, it's a neat product. It I, is a neat product. Like it? Have you been yeah, able to? Yeah, I do. I do. It is. Um, it's something. <laughs> I have a problem. I have a problem with my darting motion is I do like my golf swing. I do an inside out, and so I'm not hitting directly into mm-hmm. the ball, so it has a tendency to deflect yeah. and curve. But it, the ball does jump very well I, off of I it. Can't, I can't dart at all. Right. I mean, I don't even have the – I mean, I've tried um, – tried to do it and I need to maybe try to practice it more a little bit. I'm sure Bill will love it if I'm out here practicing on his table <laughs> well, Mike, jumping. Mike McPherson had, <laughs> had bought some from him and he's going to be a distributor for Don oh, and okay. that's Good. who I got it from and Mike was showing me how, how to do it and he was showing me how I need to crouch down. You think you still want to get up at a 45 degree angle with this thing but you actually you don't. You actually bend your, knee, bend your knees like in a, almost you're getting ready to sit position and the angle on it's not near as high as when you normally jump mm-hmm. but and you don't expect the ball to hop that easily, but it, it does. I was, I was very impressed. What's yeah. a neat product? Um, now, do you know, Don, now I want to talk to Don about it. He said it's legal in any, almost all the tournaments. He yes, knows of. They've, they've spent, um, he's, he said he spent some extra money to make sure that it's legal in all all the major tournaments and all the major uh, golf com- or golf communities, I mean, it's real, uh, pool it's, communities. It's, it's really nothing than like a real long bridge. It is. I mean, it if is. you look at it, I mean, yep. it's a real long, yep. you know, almost, almost kind of looks like the, uh, if you're about to Vegas, the... Uh, What's the big tower out there? Yeah. The stratosphere? Yep. It looks like the base of the stratosphere. Yes, it does. <laughs> it it does. does. And it's just turned upside down. I've got one in my big pocket there. Yeah. But yeah. It, I I really like the idea of being able to reach jump shots in the middle of the table because I don't – I dart somewhat well. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, nothing – I say somewhat well. I don't mean that at all. I dart somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't dart at all, so yeah. I actually might have to look into it. Now, I can jump about – if I get within about three inches, that's pretty of good. The ball three and a half, maybe maybe two ball lengths. Right. Uh, with with uh, Terry Roach's jump cue, I can get over the ball pretty easily. Yep. Yeah, I have, I've then, hit with that cue. It gets up quick. Yeah, but if I get closer to that, where the dart, the problem I've had one thing about darting a cue, you do not have as much control. No. As if you're underhand. No. Um, but there are times where you're so close to the cue ball. Um, oh, uh, have you ever seen the uh, the, the drill instructor? Yeah, I have, have seen him. Yep. Have you ever watched him jump a ball? Huh. Um, his name is Dominic Esposito. Anyway, uh-huh. he has a, a, a jump cue out there where he darts it. And there used to be a video when I was a kid, younger, and the guy, and I tried it. He took a dollar bill and put it between two cue balls and jumped over the dollar bill. But this was just a shaft. So this was the first that people started darting was the shaft. Right. So I knocked both of my tips off my shafts trying to do it. And I Try- finally did it one time. Right. And the way, you know, you dart it, you let go of the cue and you throw uh, it like you would. Right. And, you know, you, it pops. You can get the cue to pop almost straight up. Right. Well, he can do it on a consistent basis where it's almost like he's putting that dollar bill in there. It's amazing. Wow. Now, he's a big dude. He's got big old hands. I don't have big right. hands, so I can't get super high. Right. But he gets up there and he just pops it and just jumps right over it. 
and there's certain shots where it comes up that that would be oh yeah beneficial yeah I mean if it's that's, one shot that's, in a set that's, that's or, my goal is to leave them as close as I can to the to where they're blocked to where they can't jump it right you know? absolutely <clears throat> and uh, so I think there's a lot of value to it and it's something I need to add to my game right and maybe the easy jump or something I can look at you know I, I, I was I'm very impressed with it. about it but, yeah but uh, no I I was really. The one thing I do like about the darting is you can actually see, you can look down the table where you're going much less than the old, you know, when you're getting your shoulder yeah, the, the other yeah. way. And the, with the darting, you can kind of see where it's going. Now it's, for me, it's just developing that straight on stroke because I'm kind of insiding outing it and it's deflecting. But Well, we talk about, you know, Mark Wilson about his new book, you know, right. I was looking through that. And he has a chapter on, um, he's got some interesting ways of, uh, anytime you're doing a jump shot or you're doing uh-huh. an off angle shot, right. he's got some... Um, um, some stance things that you do with your hand that you get closer to and you bend your elbow a little bit. Right. And I haven't had a chance to mess with it yet, but when I start practicing up here, right. those are the kind of things I want to work on. Yeah, a I talked bit. with him, and supposedly I've got a book. It's it's coming. It's on the way. So, so hopefully, did you pay, did you pay, you pay? no, I, I'm, I'm having to pay the yes, That's the right. full amount. Well, but okay. it, it is well, a good. great book. Oh, I mean, awesome. I saw that and I went. Dude, I've, I've wow. Read, I've read half his book now, and of course, I do some instruction. Right. And I've learned a good half a dozen things off of his book. And that he, you know, he's very. I've always taught the stance as being more about keeping everything in line. Right. And it's very fundamental as far as, you know, the your back foot isn't mm-hmm. on the line with the shot, and you're just your back foot is more for for comfort, and you have that shot of line will go right over the toes, the laces. Right. But he actually recommends moving the foot back a little bit. Uh-huh. And what he's talking about is in his, and you, if you get his book, is well worth the money. Um, I can see his book. Like I said, we bounce around. Oh, you were talking about more of more of a clearance issues, right? Right, so right, right. Clearance right. for your backstroke. But but his book, you know, it's a, it's a seventy dollars, but it'll be an investment because I can see it being like Eddie Robbins' one oh. pocket book. It's so well done. It is. And if he doesn't do any more, which it sounds like he won't do any more printing because of the cost. Right. There's only going to be a thousand copies out there. So get your book now. Exactly. Right, so go back to what he his his biggest thing is this. It's about the quality of the stroke. Right. And then your body being in the way can affect the quality of the stroke. So moving that back foot back, moving that foot back in front of the line of your, your shot line will help with clearance. It, it opens up the back right. of your stroke, the so there's is, nothing to hit. The as problem is balance-wise, it's funny. <clears throat> right. I've been working on my own game a little bit. Right. I'm going to tackle that. I'm going to tackle my elbow drop, which will be you know that's going to take a little work. <laughs> but but that back foot. You know, it gives you more clearance in order to be able to do that stroke, which he thinks is what separates the players' different levels. And it makes sense because when I work with people, you know, it's their quality of the stroke that they right. give. You know, that affects your shot making, that affects your speed control, that affects, you know, where you hit the cue ball. You know, all that is right. all tied together to put in a quality stroke. And the other thing is it, it, it becomes what they, uh, Mark calls a uh, choke resistant. When you have that stroke and you have that minimal movement, you know, even when you're nervous, you can still, de- de- deliver, you can still a deliver a quality stroke yeah, on so, the ball. Right? But that's just kind of a that's little bit of a preview of his book, but right. there's a lot of great information in there. I'll tell you what, Todd, uh, I think it's time for us to wrap up this week's show. Um, I've really had a good time out here at Side Pockets Blue Springs. We're going to have a great time. Yeah, here. this is a nice cool. place to be. Yeah, it will be. We're going to do, like I said, we're going to do some promotional stuff with it. We like to thank um, Bill for having us out here. This yeah, is this is really yeah, nice. It'll, it'll be fun. And then uh, so next week we're going to do. Uh, I have a guest host. I'm not sure who it's going to be yet. All right. Maybe I'll get uh, get somebody semi-famous or something. Nice. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Big shoes to fill. All right. We'll catch you guys <laughs> all later. Um, thank you.